This is Dean Blandino, NFL Rules Analyst, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. Welcome, Kings and Queens, to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. You're with your host, Tyler Mickle Pickle Luke. And of course, the great one, Patrick. We've got an awesome episode for you lined up today. We're still breaking down divisions. We are getting real fucking close <laughs> to hot. our drafts. And I'm I'm deep into mock season. I know my draft pick for all four leagues, for five leagues. I still one of them is, my, I have a draft this Saturday. I'm going to show up and learn what my draft pick is. Oh man, I know how poorly the two three turn can go. If you have the first overall pick, I'm fully acclimated to that disaster. <laughs> area boohoo you get christian mccaffrey wow i get boohoo God. i get christian mccaffrey i'm probably gonna get stuck with a tight end early um <laughs> but this year that seems to be an that's okay, in vogue yeah and okay to go people have had enough of getting screwed by their late round tight ends they're like enough of this i'm mm, taking one <laughs> exactly and he's, as you dig deeper and and you you look at i'm sorry to say this to you tyler but darren waller he is the raiders number one in a PPR league, that's very valuable. Derek Carr is sufficient. They paid Darren Waller, so... He just practiced for the first time in two weeks yesterday, so he's apparently back from his injury. I like him. He's a good guy, too. Yep. Did you guys watch the second episode of Hard Knocks? No. no. I actually did not. Well, if you guys do, do catch it, there's... It was... I mean, it's horrible this season, in my opinion. Uh, Feels but like a YouTube I've been video. three years down on Hard Knocks, dog. I don't know. I'd, it's a me thing. It it's sucks. a me thing, I think. It's just not that good. I'm going to watch them all, though, because I love it. But... It is still football. Um, C.D. Lamb finally got a little feature. Next episode's supposed to be Amari Cooper. Uh, C.D. just got a huge bump. If, if anybody <laughs> watched that, they're going to start... They're going to take him at the 2-3 turn, because... They, I mean, he just, played all his snaps just, at wide receiver in their which, preseason game. At, uh, I'm sorry, at wide receiver, not slot receiver, like he was last year. So he's truly like an alpha receiver. They go now. on like a 30 second minute highlight of him in practice, just dominating. Which unfortunately is why I'm passing on CD this land. That that, that is rich. Is just gone way too, way yeah, too. It's absurd, insane for a guy that realistically. I love CD Lamb. I think he's great. Yep. But he's currently not the best wide receiver on his own team. They show Dak uh, working out a little bit. He might be the best wide receiver on his team. He just might not be. Well, he might be right now. He might be. But what we know now is Amari Cooper is still the receiving leader from last year. He's still Dak's go-to number one target. Yeah. And when healthy last year, Dak still and obviously CD was a rookie, but. Until it happens, I'm not going to pay for that ADP before it happens. It's, it's the the one thing about it was that but you have Dak... to pay before it happens because once it happens, he's not a good deal anymore. Well, yeah, but I'm not going <coughs> to. The thing, if you think there's just so many receivers around him that are in better situations. Mm-hmm. Why do you hate CD Lamb? Well, I so like Keenan Allen or CD. I'm going Keenan still probably I there. I think that's, um, a, that's a great one. I'm going Keenan. Uh, over both Bucks receivers, uh, or I'm still going. Well, no, I don't know. Shit, that's that's tough. But I agree that yeah, once you start getting into that second round, that is a little rich. Yeah, it's like the the AJ Brown DK Metcalf. I see a better chance that they go top that they finish as a top three receiver than CD finishes top three. I mean, I had I was listening to someone break it down the other day of what would have to have to happen based on their projections without Dak shattering the record like he was going to last year with Zeke still finishing as like a top five RB. And essentially it's never happened in the history of football based on the three players they have. Right. Um, with Gallup. 
at some point someone's got to drop off a little bit or become non-existent fully. I actually think that Gallup will be the guy. Because I remember last year when Dak started, Gallup was kind of the – CD had already passed Gallup in yeah. terms of, like, targets and stuff. Yep. Um, I, I project it to be like uh, the Falcons situation last year with Julio and Ridley. The only problem is that they didn't have a Gallup with Atlanta. So this he probably doesn't have last year's Calvin Ridley ceiling, you know, like – Calvin Ridley finished, I think, wide receiver three or something or four, maybe. Yeah. Um, but he, he, I think he's going to finish the top 12 probably. Yep. Uh, CD, he's getting mad hype. Dak's talking him up on the sidelines and stuff. Uh, I did see him doing uh, – Dak doing a couple workouts on the side. And actually, uh, I saw 19 was the receiver running with him. So, he looks like he's starting to get in work. He practiced yesterday, Amari Cooper. So, from what I understand, uh, yeah, Dak could play if the game were tomorrow. They're just like being extremely, yeah. Extremely you cautious. see McCarthy talk to Cliff Kingsbury before the the preseason game, and he's like, he's good. Mm-hmm. It's just we're we're being um, cautious. So since we're on the cowgirls, can we pivot real quick to the Giants, and then we'll jump further into the news and notes? Did you yeah, guys would, uh, hear Dave Gettleman uh, yesterday? I, I saw some clips on Twitter, but I I wasn't really watching or <laughs> he listening. Does, to old him. man doesn't like taunting. Uh, so yeah, well, no, that was uh, I think that was a. Uh, was that Gettleman that said the Oh, no, that too? wasn't Gettleman. That no, was yeah. another one of those yeah, just that was John Mara. that needs yeah. to get out of the NFL. But um, essentially, uh, Dave Gettleman came with a presser and then asked him frequently about Saquon Barkley and some of the status of the other team. And some reporter, I think just to have fun with it, uh, asked if he could redo the Saquon Barkley draft, um, you know, if that pick would be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the names brought up are the likes of, you know, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, oh, even like a Quentin Nelson, because their O-line's trash can. <laughs> uh, and he essentially said, nope, wouldn't do anything different. i do it all over again. Because uh, what the fuck is he going to say? Saquon Barkley is on his team right now. Um, what is he going to yeah, say? Yeah, you I can't don't, really say yeah, that I, until I after Saquon's off the team. Then you can say something like that. I, I agree. However, I don't think that when even Saquon's off the team, he'll change his tune. He seemed like a guy stuck in his... Stuck in his ways and thinks that they can just ground and pound their way to the Super Bowl with oh, Saquon might be Saquon. a great discount for someone this year, man. We might be killing him too hard. All right, well let's uh, let's move on for that and talk about the winners and losers of the preseason games, and then we will get into the AFC South, NFC South. Uh, just we'll go quick through the winners and losers. I think a winner, Najee Harris. All the rookie quarterbacks pretty much did pretty well. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson looked good. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields looks sick. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance looks yeah. sick. Um, Trevor Lawrence looks solid. I mean, there that's a good feeling for all these franchises that drafted those rookie quarterbacks, right? Nobody really like fell flat on their face no. you know, or like oh. looked like a deer in the headlights. And you can usually tell with these guys, like uh, you know, at least right away if they're like. It, let's just be honest; it didn't take long to tell Daniel Jones sucks. But exactly. oh my god, I hope <laughs> sorry, this Pat. guy makes the pro. I know. I, can't, I, can't I, 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 do, I do too, but like he kind of blows. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like I'm, I'm cheered for the. But guy, yeah, I no, it it definitely like um, you know, I, I still stick to I'm I'm taking Fields or Lance as my second quarterback in most yeah. of my redrafts. I don't know. I still am not sure whether either of them will start Week One. In fact, I kind of doubt either of them do. And may, maybe uh, Lance, but it seems like the Bears are like gonna ride Andy Dalton yeah so yeah. if you're if you're punting quarterback and you're gonna take a Kirk Cousins or a Big Ben you grab one of those young guys with them Zach Wilson uh uh Justin I would rate it Justin Fields Trevor Lawrence actually Trevor Lawrence Justin Fields yeah because Lawrence is gonna start right away yeah I mean, that, that's uh, the benefit there Zach if you're Wilson, scared Zach Wilson though objectively he looked the best out of out of all of them in my opinion he looks very composed uh, yeah, yeah he looked yeah. like a 10-year NFL vet 
I saw this QB guy breaking down, like, his mechanics and footwork all look like they're pretty on point. Yeah, and so the other ones still had their rookie mistakes. I mean, Fields' touchdown was, you know, a broken play. Yeah, that was wide open. Um, Trey Lance dealt with some drop issues, Mm -hmm. um, including a bad interception that was dropped, but um, his rushing upside is going to be crazy. Shanahan's designing plays for him currently while he's not the starting quarterback. Are you guys (laughs) now more... uh, Willing to take an Allen Robinson now, seeing that Fields actually looked like he's pretty damn good, or he's gonna at least gonna be able to move the ball and keep the offense on the field. I, I was already kind of higher than consensus, I yeah, think, I on Allen Robinson because I just feel like Andy, even if it were Andy Dalton all sixteen, that's still better than Robinson's ever had. Exactly, yeah. and he's been dominant with everyone, so I, I was never worried about him. A lot of people, he's not a flashy pick because he, you know, mm. the offense isn't usually that good. They're going to be but, really slow, yeah. Yeah, and their defense is good. That's that's one problem for fantasy, but, uh, you know. Target share. He's one of the wideouts I could take in the third round, and, you know, I'm willing to take it after seeing Fields for sure. Yep. Uh, like, I'm taking looked. Robinson over CeeDee Lamb, for example. Oh, yeah. Like, we were talking about Lamb right yeah, there. I think yeah. I'm going to take Robinson over I him. would, too. I, think. I feel like his target share, he's going to have one of the biggest target shares. You know? Yeah. I mean, he he could be a top-five wide receiver because he is the only guy on his team. Like, Mooney will be okay. Yeah, Mooney's going to be probably mm-hmm. a flex guy, but he's hey, Rob a is a stud. round pick quite frequently. Interesting. You guys are making me. Yeah, like Pat. I think about Robinson now. You've never been a Robinson guy. I've never been a Robinson guy, but Fields was nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seeing Fields be pretty good at the moment didn't move the needle for Robinson for me because I didn't think he was going to suck if it was Dalton, Mm -hmm. like like, uh, Pickle just said. But yeah, you're right. You know, AJ Brown follows me a lot in the two, three in the mocks. I know Luke, with you being in my draft, that probably won't happen. But he, AJ Brown has problems that Allen Robinson does not have, which is Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, if you are, if if Justin Fields does get in there sooner rather than later as a rookie, commonsensically, like you're passing to Allen Robinson. You know, if I was a, if I were Justin Fields, I'm looking at Allen Robinson first yeah yeah every time absolutely i'm not looking to mooney i'm not looking to jimmy graham that's a great point uh putting him up with aj brown too yeah it's making me think a little bit Hmm. Yeah, aj brown is more attractive because he's a bigger guy younger and younger and and, you know alan robinson has been what he's been for the past five years but at that two three turn a keenan allen alan robinson combo pick uh feels nice or uh McCaffrey, Darren Waller, Allen Robinson. I like that. Based on what we're looking at here, it looks like I was kind of underestimating Robinson's ADP. It looks like he is going higher than I thought. But this ADP on this side, you got to take fantasy pros. This is yeah. this is a garbage ADP that yeah, I don't, we're looking at. But it doesn't again, they make all do sense. it based on the mock drafts in their own system. Yeah, um, it's and so it could be super flexes and in, included too. So ADP can be sometimes true, very not wrong. correct. Um. Let's move on to uh, – you guys have any winners? The other winners I thought of were uh, oh, yeah. Braylon Edwards and uh, – or Brian. Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs because they did not play, which signals to me that, that that's the one and two. Yeah. Uh, in Oakland, uh, they really just have Waller as their main target. He's back in practice. That's another good winner. 
You but, made a point, I think, uh, before. Or was it you uh, talking about Miles Sanders? Yeah, point? Miles Sanders didn't play for yeah. the Eagles, which kind of makes him a winner. They cut carry on Johnson. It's, yeah, it is good for Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good for Sanders. Another one for me was uh, James Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, he started. Yeah, their Jags O line looks like he looked good. Looked like, like poo poo. Um, like, why did you draft these? But he played like seventy so percent of the first team snaps. Um, he was on on two third downs. I saw on, on as two well. third downs. Etienne came in for one of his third downs, and then Carlos Hyde took one of them as well. Um, but even after Robinson came out and it switched over to Hyde and Etienne, he came back in for a fourth and one and for a goal line rush. So, um, so he, is a loser Etienne? You think? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, not. For his ADP right now, he's a loser. Right, yeah. Um, he's he going, was going in the fifth round. Yeah, he's going way too high for someone that might be splitting early season third down work with a Carlos Hyde and a James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Urban was lying when he told us that his role might be a specialized role. Um, we didn't even get to see it, though. He had two targets. Right. Um, in season one, that role could look very limited, sort of like very situational, you know, Uh Maybe not. I mean, yeah, like Carlos Hyde has history with Urban Meyer. I think he played with him at Ohio State. Er, uh, Carlos Hyde's nothing special as a player, but he is like a really good run block or pass blocker. It's, and he's always stuck around. He's like, always stuck around. He's so like a fantasy cuck. Yeah, so like I'm kind of just out on Jags running backs in general unless I can get a really good value on them, you know? Yeah, which honestly right now, the last I checked, Robinson's ADP have, has fallen almost to like this – seventh eighth round which at that point i'll me, take a shot probably there I, I would take it because if he's getting even if, if he's getting a couple like passing down works that's fine by me but if he's just fully locked in as the they early, have a paper soft down, run defense schedule too like just in general they, they play, play that a ton of division bad defenses and so there is potential there it's just so uncertain but it, it's round, ugly because it's still the jags running game yeah they're gonna be a bad team it's going to feel like last year. Their O-line's still not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on volume, I mean, to me, he came away. I came away with nothing nothing positive for ETN right. and surprisingly positive for, for Robbins. Yep, agreed. Uh, I have a, a winner that transitions into a loser. It's who is a that? winner is uh, Malcolm Brown, <laughs> who is uh, going ex- basically free in drafts right now. And looks like he could be the Dolphins. 1A running back, maybe one preseason it's game. It's like Tyler the other week I know. said to you guys he had this yep. uncanny yep. desire to not take Miles Gaskin. It was yep. an irrational fear, and no, it wasn't. my irrational fears came true. So. It, it, it honestly is what they had been saying all offseason. It was kind of just a, with Gaskin, it's a bet on them not being dumb because Brown, like I said with Carlos Hyde, is nothing, he's much worse runner than Carlos Hyde. But he's Nine like rushes, nine yards. Brutal. So, so but like Hyde, he's a reliable pass protector. Dolphins O line kind of stinks. Maybe that's why. You know, and maybe they're going to want. Fortunately, with a good football team and the, and the Rams and a good coaching and a good coach in McVay last year, what was the issue with Cam Akers early on? Yeah, pass. Malcolm Brown would just be there. Yeah, would just constantly be there. He played the third downs. He played the passing down. And uh, for Gaskin, he played seventeen of twenty-two snaps with the first team offense. Um, Brown took the rest, and then Ackman even came in for two. Yep. Um, the big concerning one, though, was after Brown went out, Ahmed was the early down rusher. Mm-hmm. They had a series where he – so Ahmed started on first down. Gaskin got subbed in for second down for mm-hmm. a rush. And then third and long, Brown came back in off the bench to play the passing down. And that's the thing is that on those third and longs, you would love to have Gaskin in there to get those dump-offs. But the Brown cheeky, is the a good yards. pass protector, and if their O-line is bad – 
they have incentive to play him. I've got to co- I've got to, like just to have to cope a little bit and hope that you know maybe they By think Gaskin is Gaskin is kind of small and maybe they don't want to use him a bunch in the preseason to get him hurt. Am I coping too hard here? Maybe, but um, you can't draft him in the fifth round. I mean, it, if you have a draft this weekend, you can't. We'll see. They have another preseason game. No maybe shot. In, maybe in the next preseason game, Gaskin is the guy you know with i'm just you know there's a chance maybe, you're, you're trying but. to you're trying to turn it to a positive way <laughs> yeah a little bit and um, then unfortunately, but no absolutely right now he's going in the fifth round of draft sixth round you just can't do it based on what we saw and what the coaches continue to yeah, say and is I was that they're say, going immediately to, after the game when asked about it floors just straight face said yeah it's like i said last week we're going to be a three-man rotation at running back um, which includes Salvanoch Med as part of it. God, and he's on we've my talked about it team. before. Flores comes from the Belichick coaching tree. Yep. And a lot of these guys that come from that coaching tree stick with the whole running back by committee, even though Bill doesn't even do that most when he has a guy. Which I understand running back by committee, and I get it. It just sucks when the the guy that they're insisting on playing is so bad. Yeah, he doesn't he do He brings anything. nothing to the table. He's exactly. not a playmaker. He's a plotter. But what are you going to do? One more winner before we move on to the divisions. I have a winner. Why don't you ever ask me? Well, who do you got? Well, who do you got? I got Chubba Hubbard from uh, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Seven rushes, 80 yards, 11.4 as, as an average. He is the clear-cut backup to Christian McCaffrey, so that's your handcuff, Pat. Um, yep. Don't stop. You need to <laughs> yeah, I'm almost there. <laughs> and Chuba was a good player in college. I never understood yeah. why he, he go didn't Clemson? go high. Uh, he went to Oklahoma State, yeah, and he yeah. had a season with 2,000 yards rushing. He's a small, undersized guy. And, and his name is he, Chuba. Um, he's <laughs> is he a the, junior? He's one of the first sit-outs, too. In uh, yeah. um, NFL? I, I don't even think it was a first sit-out. I'm pretty sure out. it was a uh, I'm not trying to get hurt. Uh, sit out, and I think that rubs some people the wrong way. But yeah, he's the the locked in handcuff. If you're the McCaffrey owner, you can take a guy in case he goes down. Um, yep. Since we are talking rookie running backs, you might as well just hit him real quick. Uh, Javante Williams looked good. Oh yeah, shit. Uh, yes, he looked really seven, good. Ten to seventeen snaps. The thing about him breaking fifty percent of his tackles in college looks like it might apply in the NFL. Yep. Um, downside is Royce Freeman played every single passing down. Yeah, because he's fucking uh, nice, bro. No, when, free, free, Royce Freeman's Royce. only on the team right now because uh, Melvin's hurt. And uh, Mike Boone. And Mike Boone. There's, Mike Boone is Mike Boone's going to make the team over for Royce. However, Royce Freeman used to wiggle maybe all four, early right. on. Melvin Gordon's definitely going to be the one taking those passing down roles. Right. Um, yeah. So those snaps that Williams wasn't getting with the first team, they're going to Melvin. Yeah, his ADP is going to move up around and it's you're going he's going to be like you Week nine, you know, that's when Javante's really going to take yeah. off. So you got to be patient. You you draft them, but you don't even start them. You, that's you have to draft them as your RB2, but it's you're not going to play them. Yep, that's the theme for me with a lot of these guys. And then the next one, Sermon, unfortunately, yep. played almost every snap. I think he only lost two first-team snaps. To I don't even think he looked good, right? Gallman. Oh, yeah, he did. He uh, ran, he did. And he was running routes. He ran a route on every single play. He, he was Yeah, in he the, ran uh, a surprising amount of routes for a lot of people. Yep. Um, but again, the same problem is, is just Mozart's going to get the first crack. Yep. There's no scenario where Mozart doesn't get first crack and it's Shanahan who has a history of this. So if both are playing well, both are going to continue to play. Yep. If one starts to struggle, the other one's probably going to play more, but history in that offense has showed us is Mozart's good when he's healthy. Yeah, he is. Yep. And they like to, this is the situation that they drew up to where they don't have to give him 20 carries. They exactly. Give him whatever, 12 He's touches. Got like and 10 running backs. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, so it's good. It's for sure going to take an injury for Sermon to kind of deliver. But when he does, he's a great player and he he's involved in the passing game too. So 
It's um, there. God, it sucks that. Um, last and final one. Michael um, Carter. Michael Carter yep. took a unfortunate dip in my ADP and my rankings. Goes um, from what fourth round to fifth round? <laughs> no, he goes to almost. I don't want to touch him because of his where his value is now. Um, yep. He. I mean, he. he well, so Tevin Coleman didn't play. He, he averaged out. more than Sermon did. Didn't. Okay, so he three point one so to two point nine. So he looked but he didn't on the ground. However, he played first and second down. Ty Johnson played every third down snap. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And the issue is is that I thought from the get-go it was going to be the reverse. Yeah, I thought that's what it's been in camp for what it's worth. That's what all the reports have said, but for whatever reason in this game. Salah, he, bro. Just, he just didn't do it in the game, and that's really why I loved where his value was, was he's a guy that could increase some early down workload, but he was going to get all of that passing down. He was going to be a true pass. Don't you guys think we might be putting back. too much into this first preseason game? Yeah, yeah. Like still, every, well, just I'm just citing yeah. usage. And like I point, like I said with uh, I forget uh, with Gaskin. Like it could be next week we could come out and the Dolphins can say we're going to use Gaskin as the primary guy now. So you absolutely have to keep that in mind. But it's just you know I'm not looking with rookies. You got to see what they can do. I'm not even look. Yeah, and that's that's what you said about usage though. I'm not even looking at how they played. It's the it's the usage because right. that's how. They're, I mean, preseason is preparing for week one. That's how they're preparing. If they're going to continue this trend, then they're not going to just switch it up come come early season, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a winner. Quick. No, I don't want to be quick. Yeah, well, you got to be quick because we're going to move on. Why to aren't the you guys talking about Giovanni Bernard? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's a good it's, winner. And the only reason I haven't is because I've been saying it all fucking off. <laughs> Mike doesn't want to say a um, word. I've been beating yeah, that knows. drum since the moment yeah. we signed him. Uh, He's nice. Yeah. Um, we, we are going nice. to talk about the NFC South today, too. Yeah, so. true. Yep. There, there was another player. Are we going to talk about losers? Like to talk about. Uh, we did. We talked about uh, Miles Gaskin. We talked is about Michael Antonio Carter. Gibson a loser? Oh, yeah, we should have talked about Gibson. That is JD McKissick is a winner. There. Yeah, we did. We did talk about them on the last show. We but, talked about well, the Thursday games. Oh, right, yeah. Last, but, well, just, yeah. Last two-round pick, you need someone, you're struggling, there's no no sleeper that you love, take McKissick, man. Mm-hmm. There is a chance McKissick plays almost as much as he did last year, which is idiotic and stupid. I have another loser. Who's that? And another winner. Yourself. Besides myself being a loser, <laughs> David Johnson is also on the loser. Oh, list. that was a big one actually. Great, but yep. we are going to talk about the AFC. Yeah, South we as are well, talking so about AFC South. So I saved will, a couple players. For some reason, DJ's buried. Yeah, I don't get it. All right, um, we'll continue, Lucy. One quick uh, moment of silence for Tim Tebow. Oh, yep. Timothy Tebow. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Why? Are we all right. There we go. So <laughs> all right. Uh, so he's a bad. Great player. career. Won a playoff game against the Steelers. Married to Miss Universe. Married to Miss Universe. A Good man for him. Of God. Yep. Who'd Neighbors thunk? with Urban Meyer, too. Who'd have thunk? A guy that's never played tight in his life comes in. Oh, we got to go with the cheap shot. My goodness. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> garnet and gold. Tim Tebow even, even, I can see the garnet yeah. and gold. Tim out. Tebow bowed out it's in grace. Come on. We're not doing this right thing. now, guys. You, yeah. If no. I gave the moment of You started it. If, <laughs> if, if, listen, if in 10 years, Jameis packs on the pudge, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to try and play tight end. I'm going to be like, whatever NFL team signs him is Oh, as a matter of fact, there's, Kelvin, a, there's a loser hey, for hey, you. Jameis Winston's a fucking loser. We're talking about the Saints and uh, the AFC. I just fucked Tyler, I, bro. Thank you. He's no, not a loser. Kelvin Benjamin. FSU we did make fun boy. of Kelvin Benjamin Hard stealing core. snacks. At I was the making fun of him the day <laughs> yeah, they There's him some low hanging fruit even you can't get out from under. Okay, Tyler, you have to shit on Kelvin Benjamin. That guy is a walking joke. Now, 
before we move on, he's not even married video, to Miss Universe. That video, that fan video of the Tebow catch where Tavon Austin catches it is yeah, one of he the stole funniest. It. That was funniest stole things it from, Yeah, Tebow, he stole man. it from that a whole good. Se- that whole section is chanting Tebow. Tebow. And I remember yeah. reading like, the play-by-play on the thing because I wasn't watching it live, and I saw Tavon Austin with a big catch. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> hey, what happens do you think if you bought a Timothy Tebow Jags jersey? They, uh, were... they told you you don't get your money back. Tough shit. It's probably sick. Eighty-five. The jersey. Uh, insurance that comes with your jersey purchase from NFL.com has a stipulation in it that if the player is cut, the jersey the jersey insurance doesn't. No Wait a minute, are you being serious? Yeah, I didn't even know you were being serious. I'm being, I'm being dead serious. There's it doesn't matter. Insurance? People want to yeah, keep you, that because it's funny. But you do not get your money back. Can I still get? Like I'd rock a Tebow Jags because it it's yeah, funny. Fuck it. Can I get my get one of those for the draft? Jersey. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. But we bought those from China, so no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is real. Jags Tebow for the draft. Right? No, I'm copying oh, Jags you're Lawrence. Copying John Wall. <laughs> I'm copying John Wall. All right. Washington Wizards. Let's move on to the AFC South. What team would you guys like to start with? I know one. I know one. Okay. Top one. I would like to start with the Colts since we've talked about oh, all I was hoping ones. you said a team in a different <laughs> Yeah. Team. I'd like to talk about the Jags, please, because <laughs> I want to go back to Timothy <laughs> Tebow. Um, the Jags are in the AFC South, though, Pat, so we could start with them. But uh, we'll let's start with the Jags. <laughs> no, we'll start with the Timothy Colts. Tebow we'll the best team, didn't get probably. a fair shake. Yeah, we're starting at the top. Start with the Colts. Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz, Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason. Luke, take your victory lap. He called it. Eason had the highest PFF grade of any quarterback in preseason. I've been saying this kid's pretty good. Yep, that was a good call. I wish I would have bought his. I have his rookie cards. You should draft Kind of hype on Nice. We will see if he ends up panning out. Hey, there's a – so – I. Luke, our uh, <laughs> sports go. trading cards, like they're big right now. Yes, there's a I, an Instagram entrepreneur guy that I was looking at. Gary V. No, not Gary V. That guy is big in it too. I know. Yeah, yeah. He was but this guy has seventy five Trey uh, Trey Lan- not Trey Trey Young Trey Young rookie cards in like the package and everything. He's probably a millionaire. He said he's just holding them. He yeah. said he's going to be because once he's an MVP, he'll be able to flip those guys for a lot. Or like when he's at the top of his career, it's there's a whole thing about it. I'm getting my AJ Brown graded. I literally PSA is so the mar, trade market card market is so backed up right now that I sent my cards in in January and I still haven't got them back. Jeez. And we are in August. That's how many cards. Well, maybe they have so. Should ahead I get involved in this? It's. I mean, when I I'm getting them and flipping them, man. How do I've you get Yu Gi Oh Pokemon cards, bro? I've, I'm. Hopefully, when I get the damn thing, I'm flipping them right away. But how do you get? How do you cop card? You just got to buy a pack. Or I had mine for when I was a kid. Yeah, but how do you get a a good sports card? Like, how do I get a Trey Lance card? You but you have to buy the packs. But or you, you or you, I, which I prefer to do is I buy them off eBay, um, ungraded. Is I'll buy a Trey Young card and then grade it and then sell it. But I haven't even. It's taken. I didn't pay for the you know get it count pay 200 bucks to get it back so quickly or whatever it is but they're so backed up that they ha- aren't even taking cards right now damn um okay back to the colts jonathan taylor we'll talk real quick about them we, we talk about these top guys a lot i'm still in on them i still think marlon mack is just a backup he's all i think Naheem hines is more of a threat than mack false jonathan taylor's a freaking stud no he's not and so I he's like going Jonathan in Taylor. The... He's a top 12 back. I think he's definitely a second rounder now. A lot mm-hmm. of you know experts had him top seven earlier this year, but what do you guys think? He's firmly, in, the, in fact, I'm really having a tough time dip, like cutting between him, Antonio Gibson, and Clyde Edwards. Clyde Edwards all day. Because they all three no. seem like they – well, see, Clyde has the workload on all of them for and sure. The and the team. offense. 
It's just I still have the PTSD of, of them just wanting to somewhat keep his legs fresh for the the playoff run. And you don't have to take him number four overall, so, or number and three well, overall. That's so it's true nice too. God, I'm, I'm never going to forget that shit. <laughs> um, Jonathan Taylor, do you but, ever want to put his name on your board? I do. Yeah, I my do. pick in the second round. Same if I'm going to go double RB, Same I kind of like that, like an Eckler and JT start sort of. Um, yeah. His his value is appropriate now. At the beginning of the offseason, he was going at like yeah, the middle seven of the or first. That's yeah. cr- that was crazy town. I was down on him there. I can do with the second. He's yeah, going to have a ton of rushing yards. Mid, mid-second. Eight after, you know, eight on. Yep. And I absolutely on. adore the fact that he gets to play Jacksonville twice. He gets to play Tennessee terrible run defense twice. And, and the Texans. The Texans. Phenomenal sketch. I love that. Yep. Which is always nice. Um, let's move on. Any, you know, are, is Naheem Hines like draftable, I guess, as his cuff, or would you rather have Marlon Mack? I like Naheem Hines when the offense is like up, up tempo, like high powered sort of, um, but the way it seems now is they're going to be slow and kind of try to run the ball a lot and maybe not be passing to the running back as much, uh, Especially if Carson Wentz comes back, we've already, we've talked about before. And Carson Wentz keeps his eyes down. I was going to say the latest report is that Wentz and Nelson are both more week than one. likely going to play Week One. Yep. Um, I still think they're, he's going to be the third down back. Part of mm-hmm. the reason why I'm not fully like all locked in on Jonathan Taylor is because there's no way Hines is not playing on. It third feels down. identical. Doesn't it feel like identical to Antonio Gibson? Where like Hines is the McKissick, right? Yep. And, and, you, and you want him, but I mean they've they've invested actual money in in Heinz um that's true too yeah so it's like he's not going anywhere it's just I don't know how much value he realistically has with the season of Wentz because Wentz just even when they're going to tell him to throw to the running back I don't trust that Wentz is actually going to throw it to the running back so I mean on one hand that makes me wonder whether you know they're going to bake that into the offense and just be like all right well screw like we're going straight run game now you know yeah man I I think Jonathan Taylor's really the only there's a couple teams in here where I only want one or one player off their team. Like it's not the oh, greatest fantasy at... division in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we'll talk about Michael Pittman now. His ADP is 110th um, through Fantasy Pros is saying he's going in his second year. His dad was a stud for the Bucks. Biggest but, biceps in the league. Yep, biggest biceps. And he's got he's got like that uh, alpha receiver build. Uh, yep, young Pittman. Um, again concerns come back to Carson Wentz um but he is going to be there I mean it's T.Y. Hilton and him yeah and then Paris Campbell as well who had a nice play in their preseason he, game he did, did. I'm not as worried as I, mean, I like I where he's at now earlier this year he was getting like six six round that now he's like nine really bumped it back yeah to where, yeah he's a pretty good value no he is and and he does you know him and T.Y. do what Wentz does best they go down the field yeah um so I I, I will if I'm taking one I'm taking Pittman over Hilton um, absolutely but I'm willing to take both Pittman and Hilton at, at good values. I think they both could be in for a, for a decent year if Wentz isn't. Hilton is totally free a total at this abomination. Point. And he's only right. Hilton's only ranked five spots lower on consensus. Let's really? see what his ADP is. One hundred thirty third. So he's like eleven twelfth rounder. I've been in a few yeah. drafts where Hilton still goes before him. I don't know if that's really just people's old love of Ty or just kind yeah, of I'd rather presence. Pittman. People uh, let it go. Let it go. I think he. But not too I kind of like Hilton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not no, too I much. Yeah, Hilton's yeah. definitely draftable. <laughs> I want Hilton if Carson Wentz is playing. Like I said, I mean, we were decently high on Hilton last year. We shouldn't – I mean, with Phillip Rivers, if we if you if you were high on Hilton last year, you should be willing to take the flyer on him this year with Wentz. Hilton still does get to play Houston twice, who we always laugh about. He averages he, literally on his career like 120 yards. Demoralizes, receiving demoralizes them yes, for whatever exactly. reason. Yeah. Uh, 
Jack Doyle is their tight end, and he has not even a registered ADP, so no one's even drafted him. Mm-hmm. Aren't they taking Mo, Mo Alley Cox? Is who's being drafted as their tight end? Yeah, and right? they, don't they still have Burton too. It's kind of oh, a yeah, a wash mess Burton. room. Of oh, they have Trey Boo Boo. It's just kind Bird. of a mess at tight end there. I'm not willing to take the flyer, but yeah, they I'm are a great team. Well, they were last year. They were a great team last year to pick up whichever tight end was healthy at the time mm-hmm. as one of your dart throws. Yeah, um, because they seem to use their tight ends around the goal line a lot. Burton was in the Trey Cat. Um, even Doyle though caught a couple like inside the ten. Yeah, last Burton year. can actually throw the ball. So, oh, I have a, a loser from the preseason. <laughs> Jesus, bro, what is, is it? Who is it? Isn't Dallas Goddard just done? Great. We yep. talked about that on Friday. We did talked we? about the Eagles game because it was the Thursday game. Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. okay, yeah. But, yeah, Goddard is being guys, drafted yeah. now as if it's And I only there. thought that because I, I remember there were talks of Zach yeah. Ertz going to the Colts. Yeah, he's still That might. would be a good he's, trade. That, yeah. They could have just been showcasing Ertz in that game as well. That's a lot of reports. It's like they put him out first, got him a couple catches. So, How about uh, you I guys mean, see that uh, little mic, mic'd up clip of Ertz and uh, Belichick? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's not uh, – that was a fake quote. Oh, it was. Yeah, that wasn't a real. Quote. Okay, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of <laughs> no." He says, "I'm still gonna come get you or something." Yeah, like that. I'm gonna come get you, and then uh, or Belichick says that, but Howie wants two first round picks on my grandson yeah. for <laughs> you. But it, it was a, it was a made up thing. Um, so Colts tight ends kind yeah, of dud. Colts but tight ends it, that narrows the target tree for those receivers. Yeah, more. yeah. These guys are someone is gonna catch passes for this. Oh, what team. about Paris Campbell? Or did he? There get is hurt? Campbell. No, Campbell had a nice play, he a did. very far downfield play. He that was, was one sleeper. of uh, Eason's really nice throws. And just Eason looking solid to me in general is it makes me feel at least Two marginally seven, better about these targets. You know, because yeah. Wentz gets hurt all the time and. I'm not necessarily concerned that they may the drop off from deep exactly, sleeper from once to Eason is like that dramatic, you know. And again, there's no guarantee what even healthy Wentz is. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. I, I don't know about their defense. It. No, defense Colts it, defense is solid. They're actually they very, get to they play actually very three. solid in the division they play, and they have a good schedule too. Yeah. Well, uh, Titans are no joke. They're going to get wrecked by them. I mean, Titans have a high-powered offense now, in my opinion, but. Um, mm-hmm. Texans not so much. Jags, we'll see. Yeah, it's certainly nothing to yeah, not to be that scared of. You only have to play them twice. Um, They're certainly the best and best defense in that division, and I'd say they got to be top five in the AFC. I mean, certainly. Yep. All right, let's move on to actually probably I think is going to be the best team in the division. I forgot the Tennessee Titans. Um, We don't have to talk about the big. I mean, most of their players are big players. Right. Uh, you know who's really going to be a beast. We won't talk about Derrick Henry. No, he's going to be a stud. He's top five pick. Let's see what his There's a loser from this team. Anthony uh, Ferksker. Ferksker. Yeah, Ferksker bar- did not play. I, I think don't want Ferksker. On third down. He, was, oh, he wasn't there in three wide-out I sets, a, I believe I through, saw. Through one week of the preseason, um, it turns out that their new offensive coordinator is not going to run the same offense that they've been running for the last five years. Um, they ran in a lot of different sets that they have not even uh, like gone near – um, so I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. I, I really am. Um, I think they might throw the ball more than people expect. Oh yeah. I think so. Um, which I don't, you don't know. pick up Julio to not throw it more. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Cause part of my excitement for AJ Brown and Julio is if they can pull off the 400 touches of Derrick Henry and have that same play action game. But I don't think their emphasis might be as heavy on the run as people um, expect. Well, as long as they still they don't fall for the old fallacy that uh, you have to be running successfully to use play action. Hopefully, they just can, like the Bucks fall for uh, use until Tom Brady uh, made them think otherwise. Uh, but 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully, because you're right, Ryan Tannehill without play action is a step down from the Tannehill we've seen. Now, I have a hard time believing they're that dumb to not not. realize that. But, um, yeah, I think they are going to pass a lot. Their defense is very bad. Um, And they got Julio Jones. I mean, shit. How are we feeling about Julio? Let's talk about him. We know A.J. Brown we're pretty big on overall. We've talked about him on the top 12 wide receiver show. But Julio Jones was not a part of that show, and he mm-hmm. used to always be a part of that show. Um, used to be probably top three of that show. Yep. But last uh, people, you know, say he's old, but last year averaged a career high eleven point three yards per target, um, and that's alongside the newly superstar Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. A slower Julio is still better than the vast majority of receivers of in the league. Exactly. Yeah. The league. And his I'm ADP's encouraged 40, by, it's great. Right. His ADP a great is value great. If he gives you any type of top, and he gives you top 12 upside, it, you could easily have both of them in the top 12. And look at Corey Davis last year. Corey Davis was the number two yep. receiver here, and he had his best uh, best year as a pro. He finished as the, oh, well, he was PPR 30, but he still had a solid year. He had 65 catches, 984 yards, five touchdowns. I think we can see Julio, you know, doing significantly better and than that because he's a significantly better player and the target tree is narrowed. They've lost Adam Humphreys. They lost Johnny Smith. Uh, and we were saying they're going to probably have to pass more in general. Yeah, I think Julio's a great value in the fourth round. Yep. Um, and, you know... We, Are you we, taking... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're, I was just going to say about the wide receiver switching teams. Um, history is not on the side, but recent history is. Um, and Julio, Hopkins Diggs last year, Julio yeah. Julio kind of falls to that Diggs Hopkins where I think he's that good to where it won't matter. Um, but that is always something to kind of yep keep an eye on. I do think though the wide receivers around him, I may select over him. Uh, the Robert Woods, the Cooper Cups, the Amari Coopers, the C.D. Lamb, the Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I'm a little bit on that. I don't know. What do you guys with, think? I think? Where I'm do you... with you on the Rams receivers, probably. Um, me personally, I'm. This is not advice necessarily. I probably take Julio over both Bucks receivers just because I'm drafting AP in so many leagues that I, I don't want to stack up too many Bucks. Receivers. Yeah, yeah, you can't. But too. in terms, yeah, um, it, it, who is the other one? Oh, I think I would take Julio over Amari Cooper. Honestly, I okay. know that sounds that might be a little bit spicy. Yeah, but um, he's the second. He's the second target in a, a narrow target tree, and he's Julio freaking Jones. Yeah, they lost you know? 170 targets. People are scared. He's not going to get that much. That they lost so much that he's easily getting. Um, a lot right yeah um, yeah i mean but i, I am probably going to take robert Wood. I, once we get to the rams episode tyler and i are going to raise robert woods and cooper cups adps quite a bit yeah i like both of them a lot so <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about them then uh if you're scared of julio jones and you call him injury prone it's just not true he has played at least 14 games in seven of the last nine seasons and has totaled 1394 yards in six of his last seven seasons so he plays through stuff. They, they limit his practices, and they keep him healthy. And that's yep. Yeah, he's not going to practice. You're going to see that every week, questionable yep. every week, because he's not going to practice Wednesday, Thursday. He'll get the walkthrough in Friday. That's just how he rolls. Yep. So, and he, he comes out and performs, so it doesn't matter to me. But, Pat, any words on Julio before we move on? Uh, Julio kind of freaks me out this year a little bit. He is the oldest he's ever been. That's true. <laughs> did yeah, you guys true. know that God, Julio— you're smart. Yeah, did you— <laughs> Did you guys know that Julio was drafted in the same class as AJ Green? Yes, I that do. That is nuts. Yeah, and Both so AJ Green has got he he has bypassed that age where <clears throat> the injuries mount, they become more severe and less easy 
to recover from. And last year was Julio's first real year where the getting nicked up seemed to affect production. He's joining another Alpha's team. So I like Julio, but he's going in like the fourth round. Right. And that's so He'd I don't think I'll be your wide receiver, too. Yeah, it's not a bad wide out, too, man. I like to potentially get a wide out one as my wide out, too. Oh, he could give you a wide out one production. He I, does want it every t- year. I want a team's wide out one as my wide out, too. And so, Julio, fourth round is expensive. Fifth, sixth, I'm more open to it, but in the fourth, there are running backs I prefer. There are. Uh, no. What? I disagree, man. That's the dead zone for RBs. You would take the Miles Sanders over Julio? I would take, Darrell Henderson. I would take Darrell Henderson over Julio. It also does depend on how you started your draft. No, you just if said, you started double RB, you're not going to take an RB I'm just over Julio. I'm answering your question. No. You would not take an RB if you started double RB over I would take, Julio. I would take Darrell. If I had two RBs in the first two rounds and I'm there in the fourth round, I would take Darrell Henderson still over Julio. It's, it you doesn't change the fact that I think it's too expensive. Right there, yeah. yeah, you're all fucked. So you're okay. willing to go three RBs in your I'm first willing to if Julio is my only other option, as Luke has just since prompted five. in his hypothetical. Yes. Since we are on the hypothetical, Patrick, since you would have that 4-5 turn, uh, what RB would you ideally, <laughs> ideally look for there for our listeners out there? If you, had, if you were like in your own mind right now, if you were like, I'm do you guys want, on this do you guys guy. Seriously, do you guys seriously him. want the truth? Yes, I do. This is a truth podcast. I we can't be lying about our picks. I just don't. Boys. I think I'm I, entitled to the truth. I Adam. don't think he's going to make it to me there. And so this might be a 2-3 issue. But David Montgomery is going to be nice this year. Oh, he's oh not, yeah. He is not. Yeah, you'll have to take There's him. a scenario you'll where have I've to take taken him. Montgomery with my second <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you have to, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know he will not get there. Yeah, so that... You know, because in some mocks, that's why these mocks are so fucking stupid, bro. I get they always Montgomery have on my taken in the second round and shit pisses me off. If that's, you want to do a, a mock that really that. stresses you and it's not really technically a mock, those underdog best ball drafts like throw five bucks in. There's they're all really sharp drafters, and I got my ass handed to me last really? week. Really, like, <laughs> I've come away with a few, and I'm just the, like, it's my thirty second sucks. clocks, and people are really sharp in those. They all have their draft plans. They're all you know listening to pods and stuff. Yeah. So it's really good practice, I think. Which one is that? That uh, underdog. Okay. I just don't think I'm ever going to take Julio in the fourth, ever. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I would rather have... Well, like, Luke listed off a long group of receivers that are going to be there that I wouldn't argue with. Who else? Who else? Both Bucks receivers. Both of them I would take over Julio. Both Rams receivers. So, (laughs) I'm not going to give it away. Uh Uh-oh, and yet you did (laughs) somewhat give some. (laughs) Let's talk about the quarterback of the Titans, Ryan Tannehill. He is a freaking stud. People don't believe it. But since he became the starter of the Titans in Week 7 of 2019... I've seen this stat. He's tallied 573 fantasy points, which ranks third among quarterbacks, ranked behind only Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And that's more fantasy points than Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't it is. Ryan Tannehill has issues on the road. On the road. Mm-hmm. Um, 26 game sample size of those points. But yeah, it seems to be a, yeah, a Ben Roethlisberger, on a, Drew Brees issue. On a points per game basis, he's about seven points worse on the road than he Which is a lot. But he got uh, Julio Jones now. <laughs> that is true. That yeah, is true. His got, ADP is 80, 82, though. It's he got like Julio, seventh round. But again, he didn't have Julio at home last again, year. Again, new OC. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, defense is still going to be there's going to be more pressure on Dan Hill than ever this yeah, season I think absolutely right like, think, he has to, think yeah. this though even if he's worth throwing the ball the pass attempts are going to be up higher so he's gonna it's gonna still come back you know that to be pretty solid be probably case. I love Tannehill. Like, where's he going I, I hope but there's still a large portion there's a large group of people out there that still believe Tannehill has been as successful as he has due to the limited number of times um 
Hmm. Just he's accurate or something? Well, it's just like efficiency. Since he's been good in the NFL, and granted, yes, he started with Adam Gase, which does no one any favors. And I'm not going to sit here and try and argue that (laughs) him being bad in Miami has anything to do with Tannehill. (laughs) However, he has only been good in this offense that he specifically has now been in for the past four years. Specifically or specifically? Specifically. I used to (laughs) like the ocean. When when people did that. Um, Where is Ryan Tannehill going? For me, he's Seventh round. ADP. Seventh fucking round? That's where it gets. ADP. Pick 82. For for me, he's going around the area of a a Rodgers and Brady. And I'm much more willing to throw Rodgers and Brady out there week in and week out. Where Tannehill, there's going to be games where I'm not going to play Tannehill. Tannehill has way more rushing upside than those two guys, though. Seventh round? To be the other guy. But you know I'm taking Brady over. He's never had over... In his time in Tennessee, I'm pretty sure it's... He's never had 4,000 yards, I don't think. Well, that, but he's also... The discrepancy on the road, I don't think he's ever put up more than, like, 21 points on the road. Seventh fantasy. round? Yeah, it's that's just, too steep for me, brothers. It's that's just there's games where there's going to be better options. I'm Bro, not give me Kirk, give me Kirkio. I'm way willing to later. throw a streamer in no. over him almost every time he's on the road, especially against a good Give defense. me Matt Ryan way later. So he was... Uh, Tannehill was the QB8 last year uh, on Sleeper. So... I kind of think it's it's tough for me to see him get Julio Jones and think he's going to do worse than that. I and Luke's point about the added uh, passes, but he feels like he is guaranteed to finish somewhere within the uh, top twelve. You know, yeah. at worst like thirteen. The problem is when you're picking there in the seventh. Yeah, I I just can't see a world where he scores even close. Honestly, as close to Rodgers or Tom Brady. I think their pass attempts are just going to be way more. And so, just just really quickly going through them. First, he opened he opened last year against Denver, nineteen points. Week three on the road at Minnesota, thirteen points. Mm, that hurts. Uh, week uh, week eight at Cincinnati, eighteen points. Again, these are bad defenses he's playing on the road. Um, partially because Derrick Henry just Derrick bulldozes Henry, these yeah. teams as well, and they they're going to leave do the much. league in rushes, in, um, in rush attempts probably. Week eleven, Baltimore, twenty two points. That's solid on the road against a good defense. Um, but following that, at Indy, 19. Uh, at Jacksonville, 16. Yeah, at Green good. Bay, 18. Finished the year at Houston with a 28 spotter. But that's, again, Houston. Yeah. Um, he gets to play those same teams again. That's true, he too. Does, but I need more out of my seventh round. Most of those teams I read were division games where he didn't play well on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even that he's not playing well. Again, whatever the factor is, if it's Derrick Henry, batter, like batter, yeah, three touchdown you know, type of games, that shit will happen. Losing these bad defenses, but... For what it's worth, he plays three of his first five games this year on the road. And mm-hmm. so that, that scares me a little bit. It, it really scare you. It really does. But it, it, I, it's supposed to be baked into his ADP, but for some reason it it's isn't. not. Yeah, and it's that's sort of thing. not. Yeah, because you were usually taking him in the 12th round. He it's was just, a, right. oh, undrafted. He was one of those guys that, that was on that's the That's really sh- my only point is that if you had your choice of him in the eighth round and it's him or Tom. Or a usable I receiver, I think we're all maybe. taking Tom, and I don't think any of us are benching Tom throughout the year, are we? Sure. We're willing to, I mean, I yeah, guess I'm rocking Tom all year. We're Bucks fans. All right, let's move on. Their tight end sucks, and their defense sucks. So, I mean, maybe uh, their tight end is being good. I'm willing to take. If, if uh, I'm not really willing, but it's he's at least a candidate. Ferkser, I know we just called him a loser, and <laughs> he he still is in a narrow target tree, and will probably get a decent amount of snaps. So maybe last round pick. You know. It's yeah. just silly because it's like yeah. they have these tight ends who show promise receiving the mm-hmm. football, and then they just keep them in the block and never let them run routes. Yep. Um, one last note before we move on, though, is uh, Darrington Evans looked like he has the stranglehold on the backup job. Um, if yep. you're the Derrick Henry owner, recommend taking him. I think he did get banged up during the game, but they say he's fine. Um, but he looked like he's, yeah, he's the cuff, the, the workhorse handcuff. So 
Um, Good call. So, yeah. yeah. And if you are taking Derrick Henry this year, this is the most I've been scared about Derrick Henry going down with an injury. So History is right on his doorstep, and yeah. it's knocking. It's like, so dude, would, it's time to miss some games. I would definitely bro. make it a point to grab his handcuff. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in at third place probably this year in the division is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Does anyone talked think, a little bit about Anyone Trevor. think Houston can possibly not finish in last place? No. <laughs> no, the, we will have a quick little run through on their I players. Don't think that I it's think Jacks for the Colts to beat out the Jags this year. No. I think the Jags I, I, I'm I'm on an island here. I I'm I'm willing to bet a little money that Jacksonville can win the division. No, I agree. Titans are wow. winning the division. Yeah. I like I, I mean it's definitely wide open. There's definitely I think Titans got it. They all have their issues. The Titans sure. have one of the, probably the 32nd ranked defense in the whole league. Jacksonville's well, that's, probably it was last year, but, I, <laughs> but they have added some pieces. You'd expect for able to get a little bit better on defense and their offense. Should I'm pretty high on them this year. I think they're a possible Super Bowl team. So. Oh man, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I I like Jacksonville, and it's mostly because Trevor Lawrence is such an awesome player. He's he, awesome. He's, he just he's feels. Just a, Exactly. Like a franchise quarterback. They have an offense set up around him, too, that's not... We are talking about Jacksonville, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't want to start. But, yeah, they just have a very solid foundation. We saw our dog Marvin Jones balling out. He's mm. a winner. We didn't mention him as a winner. He's he's their starting outside receiver. <laughs> Chark is on the other side rotating with Pick Colin I'm gonna Johnson. T- you're not going to get Marvin Jones in our league. Oh, Marvin man. Jones is going to be a hot commodity on draft days, I have a feeling. He's rock solid. I mean, granted, yes. he's... For people in the know. This yeah. is he, well, I'm, not ta- I'm not talking like something crazy. I'm talking about when you get to that great value pick, he's going to end up being a steal of the draft. This is the same offensive coordinator he played with in Detroit who kind of uh, broke him out sort of uh, as their primary X receiver. Never let him go away. And I can definitely just see Lawrence uh, really relying on the veteran, reliable receiver. Um, but, you know, and he's going super late too. I mean, very late. Should Let's, be in a lot of good game scripts for Lawrence to rack up some, some late um, – the other thing about the game Jags receivers, too, was that in that preseason game, Chenault was only in on their three wideout sets. He was only playing in the slot. So they're very, like, this. their offense is not going to be, like, diverse. It's very predictable, except for the running back situation. Their passing game is, like, set in stone pretty much. The thing, the, my biggest concern about the Jaguars is the guy on the sidelines. Urban. It's Urban Meyer. This is, yeah. this is, a, well, this I mean, is we'll an see. FSU thing. Yeah. This has nut. You guys in your FSU No, I agree. Stuff, this has well, nothing He like has it's, only one well, no, everywhere he's been. Time out. It's is, always good to be skeptical of these college coaches that come, come into the NFL. Come in and talk about it like it's still college football. If it was, Jimbo, if it was Jimbo Fisher, I'd say they'd be in the Super this Bowl. Guy, yeah, these guys. No, fun. there's a reason Jimbo hasn't gotten an NFL job. It's because a lot of these college coaches only know how to recruit. That's their thing. They're very good at recruiting and getting guys, and then they get a bunch of assistant coaches to do the like Excess heavy matters. lifting for them. That's a good I mean, point. Why do you think Jimbo has never? Because he's a terrible coach. He's a very good recruiter. Uh, so we'll see if that is the case with Urban. He's I an actually, interesting character, Jimbo. He is. Yeah, I don't know with Urban, but I'm skeptical because I saw Nick Saban fail. If Nick Saban can fail in the NFL, and we see it time and time again. Fail. Yeah, but you saw the the Panthers Pete, coach do pretty. Pete well. Carroll is an is an example of bucking that trend. Pete Carroll, but of course, it didn't start off well for Pete Carroll. His first NFL job was he was terrible. Then he and then he got Russell Wilson. Then he got Russell, Wilson. and the Jags got Trevor Lawrence. But anyways, uh, who did you, who did you guys? Want I was to talk just going to bring up Lavisca. He's a ninth, tenth round pick. Yep. Uh, looked like he only played three wides the other day. Yep. Did have two targets and two catches on one drive. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was heavily involved. He might but, be a little, little Percy Harvin gadget type player. Yeah. Um, we'll see about that. I think he's. I mean, that ADP is fine with me. Ninth, oh, tenth yeah. round for. If you're a in a two flex, he'll be your like second flex, you know, and that's pretty solid. 
I don't really want him on my team. Like he might be fine. I just he's gonna he's gonna egg you a lot. He's gonna goose you. Yeah, well that's he's a bench guy. I actually I'm higher. Oh man, I could regret this, so I want to be careful. But I think I actually want him over Chark. I think I'm drafting him over Chark. I think I do too. But I I want Marvin Jones over both of them. Chark Chark is off my board almost entirely. Yeah, he's gonna Um, suck. I just don't think there's going to be any form of consistency week to week with the Jags. I think offense. Chark's going to be a good bet. And I don't think it's going to be on any form of predictable basis. Like, I don't think it's going to be, oh, we got the Texans again, smash the Jack. Like, I think that's a good that's point. That's just not the way it's going to work. And that's why I'm big on Marvin Jones because I like your, like you said, the vet. He's got a history with the OC. Um, I think he's going to be the most consistent of the, of the passing options, but I just still don't think there's any week to week consistency. That's kind of how I feel a little bit about like Washington's offense, where it's just week to week they'll be good and that's effective, what, but it's going to be tough to call really outside of like one guy taking Terry in like round three. I I can't bring myself to do it because of that exact reason. But yeah, I mean, um, Chanel is uh, he's be, he'd be the classic PPR guy. I think you know he's not going to rack up a ton of yards. He'll probably get you know some short a bunch of short catches and stuff. See, I think like he's that. not going to be that. I think he. That's I the thought the opposite. He's playing, though I mean, he's yeah. playing that kind of like middle of the field kind of slot. They designed but, one of those little like reverses. But from, like I yeah. said, he was only he is not going to play in two wide out sets. So there is something to Pat's point. I mean, like he's not going to be on the field. You know what he reminds me of is early Tyreek, where it was two to three touches a game. Or uh, there was a guy on the Dolphins with Devontae Parker that was like that. The Albert sort of, Wilson, I think. No, before Albert Wilson, there was a gadget guy who kept getting hurt, but he would There's get a, you. Jakeem Grant, little tiny. Oh, guy. okay, yeah, two yeah, to I three, and then Grant. something big, hopefully to the. Uh, I don't want. I don't want Lavisca because I'm never. I never want to start him mm-hmm. ever. So I just don't want him as a bench guy just for the sake of having a, a cool name on my bench. I don't want Lavisca. I want Marvin Jones, or really no one else. I don't. I think Shark sucks. He was the quintessential. Breakout guy two years ago. He had a good season. And everyone was drafting man, him you're, too high. You're, you're killing me over here, man. He does not suck. I'm all, I'm all on board with Pat. Though. Yeah, I don't know what to I'm tell not you. A fan. I I'm gonna I'm gonna draft Jark in our league because he is just gonna slip to the twelfth round. And I'm gonna take him because he's. A but why? Why do you receiver. even want him on your team? Because I've seen him do it, bro. Two the guy years can ago. play. And never again. And he's going to be the outside. He's going to play, bro. He's he's good. He went to LSU. It's not like he went to some jabroni. Michael Clayton went to LSU. Did he? Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> he was um, good for one year. He was good for a year. Shark was Shark, good for a year. Yeah, there you go. I just let everyone. I just like, I think Shark is a decent player. I just don't think he's like an alpha number one receiver. And that's my issue. Is and in my mind, I have to bro. like kick him while he's down, bro. I think he's fine. But Urban Meyer has done everything. Short of cutting him from the team, like he has publicly shamed the guy. Yeah, but that's you know that's how you, you get in their ass. That's how you do. He's it, not bro. getting in Marvin hot, Jones' ass. Hot, hot, hot takey. By week by week five, Laquan Treadwell's their new X receiver. Oh, sure. oh no, it's going right. to be Colin Johnson. Or well, Colin. Yeah, I like Colin <laughs> Johnson. Day, day in and day out, the, the two people that Urban <laughs> raves about is Colin Johnson and Laquan, and Laquan yeah. Treadwell, and the person he shits on the most is DJ Shark, and they're all playing the same position in the well, same role. Listen, that's why I like this Jaguars offense in general and why I think that they are a dark horse to win the division because they have a lot of talented guys. They just have a bunch of we talented We should put a Vegas receivers. bet on them. Joe in and real, I are. For real-life football, I like them. My brother and I actually are. We're putting our money where our mouth is. Um, it's not like a confident thing, but I think it's in the realm of possibilities and – um, it's an exciting team with a rookie quarterback and young running backs and, and ETN too. We didn't even mention ETN. ETN. Well, we, we yeah we talked we about talked it about him in the losers, yeah. but like he's going to be limited in this offense. But his limited role will still be helpful for the offense in general. You know, it will be. it's a good thing for them. It's just not right. good if you're the one that took ETN in the fourth round. But delineating targets in my head, I'm I'm in my head personally. I'm putting them primarily in 
Marvin Jones and Chenault, and I mean, maybe that's wrong. We'll see. All right, let's move on to well, they cut their best tight end, so yeah, they did. I don't even know who their starting (laughs) tight end is. (laughs) The Jags defense, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the Texans, I hot take: only two players you could possibly even think about taking on this team. Can I guess them? Is it Brandon Cooks? Yep. One. And Phil Lindsay. Yep. That's it. Um, Just because we. Nope. Just turning to the text. Mark Ingram, I just got bro. a little update on my phone. What is it? Um, that the FBI is uh, interviewing and investigating the Sean Watson incident. He ain't playing this year. Um, yeah, he wasn't. He's, no, he he's was not, playing yeah. safety. Just so literally popped up God, I drafted him in around. Dynasty. Good thing I took Jalen Hurts. He's stuck. Okay. Yep. Dude, um, it's still not a bad Dynasty pick, though, because yeah, yeah like, true. You never the know. guy finds the right. Oh, yeah. It took him in like the eighth. It's a win for you. Yep. I agree with that. Yeah, Cooks is is like is a rock-solid fantasy pick, dude. This guy has 1,000-yard consistency with terrible – well, some terrible, some good quarterbacks. Who's the quarterback right now? What is his ADP? Tyrod Taylor. I want to say it's right around like the eighth. Yeah, it's Tyrod. I mean, it's not the worst guy. I'm right, exactly. Taking yeah. Cooks and have been in my mocks at my seven eight turn. Tyrod is okay. a guy that likes to. That's so like I won't a be one, getting him. One no, and I think I'm no. taking him a little bit ahead of ADP, but it's mm-hmm. just because when you look at the receivers there, this dude is a stud year in and year out, and the names around him are not on the level of. His ADP is uh, ninth, uh, end of the ninth or beginning of the ninth round. So yeah, that's. Not People are justifiably scared off by the situation, but man, when you really look at it closely, it, it, there is no target share. It's Brandon Cooks. They mm-hmm. should trade him to a good team because they right just now. might as well rack out on draft get, picks. That you they, know, don't he, have. they could probably get a first Shit. for him you know, again. Like he's that, had so many yeah. first round. Picks that's actually him. a really good point to bring up, though. He's absolutely in the cards to be a trade. If yeah, some, te- especially if some at the deadline, big teams receiver goes down. That's who they're going to be calling. Houston. I do not like a receiver that gets traded in the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to mm-hmm. say it's not a for sure good or bad thing, but uh, you know, we, we, all we, we can do is what we've got. That. I think Emmanuel Sanders and Amari Cooper did once he left Oakland, right? For Dallas, wasn't he? Pretty yes, good? and Cooper was tough. nice at the end of that yeah. season. Yeah, it is tough, but you know, on the Texans, um, Tyrod, I think is a one-read quarterback sort of, yeah. and that's the read. So you're not taking quarterback, you're not taking tight end, you're definitely not taking defense. Um, the other running back you could possibly so take two of them is Mark, Mark Ingram, Ingram. I guess yeah, he's they they he was healthy, like they're like we're resting him so for I the regular season. He <laughs> might be the starter. I don't know. I'm oh. really not going to take Philip Lindsay. I don't think I'm even thinking about it, but. Here's the thing with Lindsey. Lindsey profiles as someone you would think could catch passes and be a third down guy, but, but Denver just never did it because I think he's too small and just can't pass block. And, and so he in really... the preseason game, David Johnson was in the third round. He was the third down guy, and he came out and said, "It's I something that. I have to accept." Yep. And so he has all but get solidified that that is what their game plan is. Dude, who would have thought Phil Lindsey thirteenth, fourteenth round pick now? Like? <sighs> And really? he used to be a third, like, for the Denver Broncos. Like, he was going to be a stud undrafted free agent. Man, he got yeah. If I had to take a running back from there now, it would be Lindsey. But I'm not willing to take it because I don't. He's certainly the most explosive. By I don't fall. Luke, yeah. I don't want to talk about it's the bad. Houston Texans yeah. anymore. That's it. It really him. is Cooks. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> if you're in a dynasty league, uh, Nico Jefferson, the rookie receiver. Also, sure. um, also tight end um, Jordan Akins. Jordan Akins is hurt right now, but we did see last year. Remember that thing where when Fells when Fells went out, Akins produced and got targets in the offense. Uh, it's at least worth looking at, but he's hurt right now, so it's he's tough probably going to gonna be one of those waiver wires. But he is mm-hmm. a pickup where you could find because Fel- Fells is no longer there. Yeah, right? yeah, it's just Akins. You could so. strike some form of goal. <laughs> All right, let's move well, on so, to. So- 
Silver, yes. I was going to say uh, bronze, bronze, but not yeah. even like full bronze. Copper, like, some yeah. frankincense. Is that mulch? No. Let's try to get this <laughs> one done in fifteen minutes. Here, we're going right. to do the NFC South. Um, let's start in Carolina. Oh, we're starting from the bottom, going up. Yeah, definitely. Now we're here. So um, <laughs> we, Sam Darnold, new quarterback. The bottom, truthfully, is probably the Saints this year. If we're being honest. Oh yeah, it could Saints. be the Saints. It very well could be. I uh, was just going off. I think last year's records. Anyone, Pick a team and let's talk. Uh, Panthers is interesting yeah. because it's contingent So Christian McCaffrey, on... do we like him? Right, yes. Yeah. I think we're going to draft McCaffrey one overall. Although I don't know, Pat. You tell us. Uh, I'm taking <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the it's just Darnold, bro. I mean, no one knows. Like, I, well, maybe we do know. Maybe he really just sucks. Uh, but he's super young. He's in a good offense now. Um, do I'm you not think drafting he... him in any leagues as even a second quarterback, but Pickle. there is a world where they have good targets. He lives up to what they thought he was in college, but yeah. Pickle, do you think Sam Darnold will be worse for the offense than Teddy Bridgewater or just a wash? That's what I go back and forth on. Teddy seems, though, to be more of a smart player that can play within the confines of an offense and make the right decisions. Yeah. You know? Sam Darnold looks like, a lot like Jameis. You know, but in of. Samuel's defense... What was the thing? Adam Gase. Him? Adam That's Gaze. true. That's true. So, and I loved Sam coming out of the draft. I think he's going to be fine um, for Christian McCaffrey. For McCaffrey. You yeah. know, things get a little testy. I know Luke's got him pulled up here. DJ Moore. So, Christian McCaffrey, so, we don't need to talk no, about. Yeah, we don't need to talk about. He's him. great. He's going to be the number one pick. He's pretty safe. I don't think he has injury concerns. And all the preseason talk is him getting the dump offs from Sam Darnold. That's beautiful. That's exactly what you There's want. a winner for this team that we forgot to talk about in the preseason. It's their third receiver, Terrace Marshall. So another LSU stud receiver, Adam to the farm. Michael He Clayton. went later. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he went later because he's got one of these knee issues that were now familiar, you know, like a Todd Gurley type of knee where they worry like long term. He looked fucking awesome mm. in their preseason game. Mm. He looks awesome. Mm. Joe and I, were, I was telling Joe, watch for my brother before. I was like, watch for Marshall. Three catches, 50 yards, making big play. He might have had even more than that. Making big plays downfield. This is an offense last year that supported three receivers. Yeah, uh, last year, Robbie, DJ Moore, and um, Curtis, Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Marshall's at least draftable. Oh, absolutely. He, he, absolutely draftable. Um, I don't know what the ceiling is. I don't even know what the floor is. It's probably ugly. But in the event that one of those receivers gets hurt, misses time, DJ Moore or Robbie, boom, he's like in a starting position. Right. When you get to that... 12th and beyond round where yeah. even maybe 11th where you start getting the rookies you got elijah moore you got bateman right now they're hurt he might play more snaps right, now, right away you're right yeah. marshall's on the field um which is similar to like uh in detroit armand st yep. brown i know we're not talking about him but he looks solid he was another winner yeah those those guys are getting more are getting bumps over my own boys of bateman and more because they're healthy and they're getting the preseason reps they need to be able to play early on in the season uh for uh, another thing for marshall is that the panthers these two receivers um dj moore and robbie anderson don't score very many touchdowns between the nope, two of them that's they're not dj moore's biggest problem right they're not very big bodied guys terrace marshall's a big body yes this dude could just enter in and be their jump ball red zone target they don't have a well they got dan arnold they got dan arnold okay. who we're going to talk about yes here, we, yeah for sure uh he's in the late round tight ends but just yeah i was really impressed with marshall he lived up to sort of what Absolutely. he played like at lsu and yeah and again like you mentioned his biggest concern was the knee injury and the fact he's already he's out healthy there right now so. playing is all, all signs point to go, and he does have the rapport with his OC, Joe Brady. Yep. So, um, coached him in college. Quick point on DJ Moore. He racks up hella yards, but mm-hmm. he never scores touchdowns. Uh, last year, there were only three receivers who finished uh, eight games with 93-plus yards, and it was Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, and DJ Moore. 
I know if you had DJ Moore last year, it didn't feel like the greatest pick ever because he never scored a damn touchdown. I had him in a couple leagues. But he racks up yards, and if he just gets that touchdown luck, sometimes you just get unlucky. If he yep. flips and he scores eight or nine touchdowns, he's going to be top 12 and oh, yeah, because of his absolutely. yards. And so. his, his lack of luck in that department is almost like baffling to, to yeah. people. Like the amount of... The amount of catches and yards this dude's running over a football field without somehow finding the end zone is almost baffling. Yeah, um, he's had back to back one thousand hundred seventy five yard seasons. Like that's pretty damn good. The yeah, touchdowns was, could come. That's what he needs. and that, and that's what, all that's keeping him out of that range. I mean, that's a lot. But he was PPR twenty four last year, or PPR twenty three last year, and PPR sixteen the year before. If he you know puts two three added, added touchdowns in there, then boom, you're looking at great value. He's going in the fourth round, right? Late fourth. He's, I mean, he's a great value, and he, he goes. He kind of gets pushed to after the crop of like we talked about the Bucks and the Rams. The he's Cooper. in that group that uh, we were talking about with um, who earlier, uh, like Mike Evans, Julio, uh, Julio. Yeah, exactly. But he seems to fall to the end of that, and I think it's simply because, I guess, of the touchdown thing. Where do you stand way. on that, Pat? DJ um, Moore or Julio? DJ, D- I know they're right there in that. Pack. So I, I would take DJ Moore over Julio. The thing is, is I don't know if I like DJ Moore at his value or Robbie Anderson at his value. Yeah. So man, that's see, the I'm thing. out on Anderson. I think Terrence Marshall is going to take his job, man. Oh no. I don't. Think at least Anderson. I mean, I like Robbie, I, and I think we need to start viewing him as a good NFL wide receiver, not a guy that you're taking a dart throw on because he was good with the Jets. And it was That's just, what I wanted to say. He, he felt he... gross with the Jets and then went to the Carolina Panthers and only was great again. So I I view Robbie as – I view Robbie as the Panthers' Julio, right? Like where DJ Moore is the A.J. Brown alpha and then Robbie Anderson mm-hmm. is there, and there shouldn't be a lot separating them. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he got more catches than DJ Moore last year and was really more useful. Uh, but – in the fourth round, so you said DJ Moore's a fourth round pick? Pretty much, right? Uh, middle of the fourth, start of the fifth. Yeah. I like DJ Moore more than Julio for age, injury concern, and I I, I, I just like that. As that would be an awesome pick at the end of the fourth for you if you got DJ Moore. Correct, because yeah. you're, what did I say? is that For my wide receiver two, I'd love to get a team's wide receiver one. Sure, and yeah. And that is yep. DJ Moore. I know last year he was behind Robbie, but... Um, God, Sam Donald, we just don't fucking know. Well, I know. Robbie, that's... last year, he, he only had more than 15.5 half-point PPR points just twice, but he only scored fewer than eight four times. So he mm-hmm. had a level of consistency, it looks like. He was your I ideal don't know. flex, really. I think that like... Terrence Marshall kid's pretty damn good, so I don't know if he's going to lose targets to him, which he will. Mm-hmm. But that's my opinion. Terrence Marshall is more for the future. As a, We always talk about rookie receivers, that particularly goes when the rookie receiver is the team's third receiver. So I'm I'm good this year at Robbie Anderson maintaining his spot because if you're the coach, I mean, right? It's Robbie yeah. Anderson is established. We talked about the vacated targets. There's a large portion of touches from Curtis Samuel up yeah. in the air. They like to use the to use all three, um, but the most encouraging thing for me about Robbie Anderson last year was how they used him. Um, as a, he as had a, the belief as being a one trick down the field pony. Um, he was like third in the NFL in, in yak yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everything he did last year was after the catch, um, which is. He was one of the more shocking breakouts. Yeah. Last year. Do you Robbie remember going? how surprising that was? So he's climbed up a little bit to be he's a going little seventh, bit too eight, high. Um, I love him at that range. I've seen him go, though, in the fifth, sixth uh, round in a few. I'd rather have Robbie in the seventh than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's it depends what your team build. Is, yeah, course, that's a total team build question there. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on, 
Arnold. Tight ends. Dan Arnold. Suck ass. Talk about him. Defense. Sam Darnold and, an- and Dan Arnold. That's going to give me an aneurysm. You ask for? I don't want the Panthers, like, number five receiver. <laughs> that's a good point, you know what I mean? too. That, you know? that, yeah. the, and that, you know why I meant to say that for the Jags? We were all talking about, like, I kind of like Shark. I kind of like Marvin Jones. And I kind of fucking like uh, Chenault. And mm-hmm. Travis Etienne's going to catch some passes. And, like, it's going to be a Okay, super. let's relax with, like, how many useful targets we think that the Jags are going to have. You it's all about how you uh, think they get um, spread. Exactly, yeah. It's a pie of 25% each. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, quarterback Matt Ryan. Quarterback Mike Davis. I do have to say, though, I, Sam Dar- or Dan Arnold. Let's watch the rest of the preseason. Maybe maybe there is something there. I, bro, I tried guy, Ian Thomas last year. He's a great year. athlete. He's really an athletic freak. He's a great oh, athlete. What, I know, I know. what if I told you if the guy caught two more touchdowns last year, he would have been like the tight end six on the year. It means nothing to me. You know, what, you know that means nothing to me at the back end. I don't give a f- I could have caught two more touchdowns and been a tight end 11. Like, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Calvin, I, Ridley, Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan. Atlanta Mike Falcons. Davis. Atlanta Falcons. Kyle Pitts. Russell Gage. Sleeper. Kyle Pitts, yeah. What do we think about? Let's start with Calvin Ridley. We haven't talked too much about him, I don't think, on the show. What about Reggie White? No, we we talked about him on the top twelve wide receiver. What am I talking about? Let's Earlier in the off season, he was a little banged up. He was dealing with a little foot thing that I think we were worried about. But now it's like all systems go, and so I mean, with his touchdown upside, he could finish wide receiver one. It's in the he's, range of outcomes. He yep. scores ridiculous touchdowns every year he's um, one of the best deep play players in the whole league he, he's him and matt ryan have like unbelievable chemistry at this point um we saw last year in games without julio that here's his one i'll give you his average yeah uh, without us, julio yeah. 11.1 targets 7.3 receptions 107 yards and 0.4 touchdowns adding up to 20.1 ppr points per game yeah that's really pickle good. you always talk about uh, a wide receiver feeling like an alpha wide receiver one Right. I don't feel that with Ridley. I feel you on that because Ridley is he's a small guy and when you watch him he doesn't necessarily he doesn't go for he runs he goes out of bounds. Is he, there like is there a team's wide receiver one that's successful that you can make a comp to Ridley to make six the case? Foot one, Does one exist? I mean Diggs is close. Yeah, but I was thinking Diggs, Diggs is a little heavier, I think. He's just a little bit bigger. Um yeah, uh, who Diggs, else is a little bit Diggs. smaller one A guy? Um I'm drawing a blank right it's now. It's hard. It's just it's a hard thing to think of. It's the yeah. best comparison. I mean, usually the, the reason is because the number one guy gets a lot of press coverage at the line. And I think that this with Ridley, uh, he's really good at just juking guys out at the line and getting open. Yeah, and I mean, that, that is the thing for me is I, I'm not, I have not been the biggest Ridley guy even since same. he's come into the league. I doubt him every year, but every time I watch him, the mm-hmm. guy the guy gets open. Trust so. me, I feel you guys on this because I had him last year. Remember, he was my guy, yeah. and I still I totally feel that. Yeah, but he does. He just constantly gets open. Um, and the other thing is, he's in the soup with DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Massive that guys. kind of group of like just ap- total you know alpha guys. But yeah, he's he's everything on paper. You couldn't draw it up any better. Yeah, he you gets know? it done. Yeah, um, I like I saw him. A, pretty batshit insane thing the other day that Matt Ryan hasn't had an offensive coordinator in the NFL for more than three years. Really? Same OC in the NFL. And and typically his first year with a new OC is bad. No, no, that actually actually is. History on on that side, when they switch offenses, it takes them almost half the year to get going, um, if he even gets going at all. A lot of his down years are in the first. But I'm just like... This dude is like a 15-year NFL vet at this point. Mm-hmm. How is this still a thing? Like, I, know. I mean, it tells you why the Atlanta Falcons are a bad football team. But. Yeah, and we've seen Brian's numbers in the past without Julio on the field. I mean, I uh, to be honest with you, I don't know what they were last year, Matt Ryan specifically. But in the past, Ryan has really cratered when uh, Julio's not out there. He's kind of crumpled under the pressure. 
looked less confident. So, you know, I've seen people list Matt Ryan as like a late round quarterback target, but I'm, he's just not on my yeah, board. Yeah, I don't this think year. I'm not interested in Ryan at all. I think he can still support Ridley. I think he can support Russell Gage as a flex player. Russell Gage is one of, as a uh, late round receiver that I. I really do like this year. I, I mean, do too. I mean, he's going to get someone's got to catch the ball. Someone's got to catch the damn ball, and he is the man there as the number two kind of flex type of receiver. Um, ha, has Luke won the battle of attrition on Mike Davis? Are we? <laughs> are, are, has, we has, have to be. Luke, <sighs> I if, win. They still don't really have anyone. Regardless though. of draft position, Luke, if you started your team for whatever reason, you go RB first round. Then your next three picks are any combination of three receivers and or tight end and two receivers. Mm-hmm. You come up on that fifth round pick, Luke. Mike Davis is sitting there on the board, and the other running backs are a Travis Etienne. They're uh, Miles Gaskin. A Miles Gaskin. I would take Javante Williams over him. Man. Okay, let's say Williams is gone. <laughs> I would take Mike Davis, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not but like, there's some. Guys. Yeah, I don't know. He started hot last year. He's really good, and then he kind of slowed up the last. Uh, Last couple games, um, big time. Yeah, I mean, well, my thing is like, even if he know is slowed, slowed down a little bit, it seems like he's going to be one of these guys that sort of like Gurley last year. Remember how Gurley was like a total corpse and awful, but he was like fantasy usable for like exactly. eight weeks. And this just, guy is much more, much better than corpse than Tom Gurley. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, he should be pretty good because he's going to get fifteen plus and we've touches. Been waiting. Everyone's things will. Add some of, it's Quadre Olson, I think, is Quadre Olson who literally couldn't beat out Edo Smith and Brian Hill. Last is um year. yeah, that's true. What uh, like, are you guys still taking him three four? Do you think no, no, no? I'm, I will take like a Daryl Henderson over a Mike Davis yeah, personally. Um, so I'm at the. So you guys cooled it on him. So I'm bit. pick two. I I have well, just relative. You know, it's but it's the same thing you're saying. It's mm-hmm. relative. to Well, the other so guys. yeah, it's for my draft position. So yeah. I'm pick two. So I would have to take him at. Second pick of the third round. Not going to do that. Much better players on the board there. However, at my next turn of my 4-5, fully willing to take Mike Davis with my fourth rounder there. I think I'm pushing it the earliest probably at the beginning. I'm at the ninth pick overall, so beginning of the fourth round. So I would be looking at like him, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. That's a good one. Out of that crop, where do you go? Oh, man. I mean. I think I go Josh Jacobs, Mike Davis, Sanders. Jacobs. But I also have a bitterness of Sanders, so. And I have a bitterness of Jacobs. And uh, so, you know, it's it, Davis has the workload over those guys. Yeah. That much is clear. Um, so, you know. Realistically, if they all played 17, I don't think there's a scenario where Mike Davis doesn't have the most total touches out of that group. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. talk about the tight end, Kyle Pitts. Um how are you guys feeling about him? Dangerously gung-ho. Like, I know I'm probably stepping into the – it's history. History is firmly against this yeah, man. I'm, just not, I'm not touching him. And I totally get it. And the draft price has now gotten to the point – remember I, I – Fourth talk, rounder right now. Exactly. And that is that tough. That is absurd. That's tough. I, even, in, even in my highest projection for Pitts, I can't make it so that it's worth the type of receiver mm-hmm. you can get there. And <laughs> – He's going to be a great player. He's going to have a good season, and, and he's going to get seven to 800 yards, I think, and he's going to score six, seven touchdowns. That's good for a tight end, and that's great for a tight end if you can get him in the sixth round or something like that. But the Jesus, way, the way I've started tough. to look at him is fully agree he's the unicorn. Mm-hmm. He's the, the ridiculous prospect. I'd rather watch the unicorn flourish away from my team then have the stress of I just drafted this guy in the fourth round, and if he's not an absolute monster each and every week, I'm going to start to hate the guy, and I don't right. want to hate the guy. Right. I'm going to let him come into his own before I start going crazy in fantasy on him, I think. Yeah, you're you're really projecting him to have a 
one step below uh, basically Waller's season last year yeah. you know well, not necessarily Kelsey but like yeah you're looking at like Waller's uh, I, yeah if you're I, taking him at, in the fourth round there you're probably what fourth tight I mean has, is he jumping Hawkinson and Mark Andrews yep I think he is cool. now going as the uh, uh, behind. Oh, is the he going tight end four? Well, it, at least you did in uh, the underdog draft. I did. The I, mean, other I can night. see Jeez. it. Why people do? I, I mean, think he's a seventh round pick in redraft. Hawkinson um, and, and Andrews aren't the flashiest picks, but I, I would still much rather have both of them. I think he has. This is and this is what's so interesting is that I can absolutely see a world where he has a top three tight end ceiling. You know this this season where it's you know Kelsey Waller him or something like that. It's just like I said, fourth round. It, it it doesn't line up in my mind, at least. No, know? definitely not fourth. Yep. I mean, I think he's a seventh round pick. I'm, I'm, I'm but, with you guys. All right, uh, he's definitely worth drafting for sure. Oh, I mean, absolutely. He, he's because got, he's a fun pick. I'm higher like, on know pits, what's I happen. Think, than basically anyone you'll talk to because I really am picturing him as their wide receiver too, and it, more so than a tight end. But it, it's still. Yep. I'm just willing I mean, to enjoy it as, as a football fan from afar. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's yep. Yep. There's good. just it's too many guys you could take in the fourth and fifth round that will even if he does the best tight end rookie performance which mm-hmm. is only 627 yards um he you ha- you need so much more yep. than that fourth round pick um all right let's move on their defense is gonna suck yep. uh russell gage is a sleeper i would say for them not yep. much to say other than he's probably gonna be the wide receiver too yep let's move on to the new orleans saints as i like to call them oh but that's clever saints, did you come up with that i think the i did saints. <laughs> uh Lost Drew Brees. Now it's Taysom, Jameis battle. Uh, Taysom started. Jameis looked better last game, even though he threw. They both threw a pick. Um, mm. Jameis threw a touchdown though. Jameis's pick wasn't. I saw the. Yeah, it wasn't really too much his fault. Yeah. Saints fans. Classic Jameis. I know. Yeah, never, never is. Saints fans <laughs> often ask who dat. Um, they are no one this year. <laughs> yeah. They are going to be such a bad football team that it's actually going to be painful to watch. See, I don't think they'll be that bad because it's a good structure. They have a good coaching staff. They'll always, you know, I don't think they'll ever get blown out. It's just that when it comes to the wire at the end of the game, I don't think they'll be able to pull. Their it defense out. is solid. Mm-hmm. I'm just, but it's it just the it's so un, they're unexciting. You know, I can't even get pumped about Troutman anymore because of this. You know well, who you shouldn't bit, be but. pumped about is Alvin Kamara, and I feel like you're all starting to see what I was saying, where he does not belong in the top three. Top four. Hey, when we started this offseason off, I had Kamara at like RB like nine or something yeah, like that. True. And then it, I, I moved him up a little bit. But I have been concerned for sure. Right. And I've been consistent. He is going to have I, issues. Well, but if Jameis is the starter, I still think if Jameis starts the a majority of games, I still kind of think that um, Kamara will be able to do fine because the offense will be better and Taysom is bad. And Taysom... It, this is my, you know, I don't like, I don't think Taysom's very good. Uh, and, I don't, he's not. Yeah, and so, you know, Kamara, I definitely would way, way rather see Jameis with. Troutman, I'd way rather see Jameis with. Uh, Troutman is a semi-loser from the preseason. He didn't, he played 15 snaps, all first and second down. He didn't play any third down, which indicates that we mentioned before, PFF's number one run blocking tight end last year. Again, one preseason game, This we'll file this into, let's keep watching next week. Yeah. But I can at least see the logic to where they might carry this over. They might want him as their primary blocking tight end, and then they have a converted wideout as a backup tight end. So last year we saw them go Jared Cook, one tight end, Troutman as the second tight end. We'll see how it looks next week. Right now it looks like Troutman's ceiling is significantly cut down. If he's not playing on passing downs, I mean – Yep, we'll see. But, yeah, that's at least something to take note of. I bumped him down as well. It kind of was concerning to – Wide receiver room. Marquez Callaway. Yeah. 
Dude, it looks like he's going to be their number one to start the season. Traquan's just getting back to practice. I think Marquez is better anyways. Yeah, yep. Traquan's just not good. So Three for good. 61 in the preseason game. And he's been lighting it up all camp. This is one of those where we we see the tra- uh, training camp reports line up with the preseason. Yep. It is. And, and that so, happened with Taysom at quarterback, which, I mean, who knows ADP. if that's still going to be, but... For the first eight weeks of the season, this man's going to be their number one wideout. Yep. I mean, their number one target guy, most likely. Yep. So, he's going to be the one to draft if you want to draft one. Which mm-hmm. He's not a horrible 13, 14-round pick. Uh, yeah, he's got upside, at least. Where yeah. are we taking Michael Thomas? Uh, so, recently, I've seen him go quite frequently in the seventh round. In yeah, and I still don't like that. And, you know, it's just, I, I do agree that you take him in the seventh round over... Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Uh, it's not going to obviously pay off for the first there. half of the season. There's a chance all of a sudden Mike Thomas comes back, and he's the Mike Thomas of old, but it has been a while since we've seen the Mike Thomas But he's Thomas such a diva that he could just come back and be like, I don't want to play or something. Yeah. Like, that's season another lost, risk. Yep. Yeah, like, I can see the Sean Payton and him, his relationship going even more sour. They had a good meeting, I guess, was the latest yeah, news report. He's uh, Who did we just met? Uh, Brandon Cooks as a tri- mid-season trade candidate. Michael Thomas, for sure, mid-season yeah. trade yeah. candidate. I mean um, – that's the thing. It's, this is a terrible ankle injury, and we've seen ankle injuries really hurt, take a while for guys to recover from. So and he did the whole Scotty Pippen thing he where did he the waited whole, to do exactly, surgery yeah. to get back at the team. So who knows? When he comes back, who knows what shape he's in? You know, me personally, I, I, I can see the upside of taking him there in that seventh, eighth round sort of for the upside. Me personally, I think I'm just going to pass, honestly. Yeah. It would take it, For me, it would take me rolling up in a double-digit round and seeing him on the yep. board for me to take him. Just because of how much yeah. more value you're going to get, tenth round the, seems I, good. The, the road, I, oh god, because you know the thing is with Taysom last year, he was get he was a target hog. Mike Thomas was when mm-hmm. Taysom was playing, he was getting all of the targets. So I like him more with Jameis. Uh, I like him a little less with Taysom, but it's not the end of the world with Taysom. Yeah. Um, it, it just for me, it's a it's an injury thing. I don't know what he's going to look like physically coming exactly. back. Exactly, and that, that's the thing. If he comes back, and let's say he comes back the latest at week eight Mm -hmm. and let's say it takes him last year when he came back it took him a few weeks to get get moving right let's say it takes him two weeks we're now at we're now at week 11 where you're looking at your first valuable week out of mike thomas you've stashed this guy on your bench you need those bench spots exactly okay so ir spots maybe if you have an ir yeah you can take him there very good that's a a, a good that is a good that is a good point too because if he comes back week eight the only way he's still on your roster is if you're a good team in playoff contention by week eight if you get off to that slow start in fantasy you can't have him eating up your bench spot like that, and no one's going to trade for the guy yep. until it's Agreed. a couple weeks before he comes back. Uh, so, defense? Do we do you draft them? I think they're not going to be that good. So, no, I don't. I think do you the can defense. draft them just because. Oh, well, okay. Granted, I should pull up their schedule first, but I I will say um, I think Matt Ryan and um, and and Sam Darnold are going to turn the ball over quite a bit this this yeah, year, and I think they're going to get sacked a lot too kind of bad offensive line or, you know, middle-of-the-road offensive lines. You know, the problem is you can't really play them against the Bucks. but they did get a pick six off Tom Brady last year, didn't they? Or they got a pick a couple no, picks that off was, Brady. Uh, week one. Week one. Pick I don't six. know. Yeah, the, I'm, the I'm route, reaching here. never be called again. I'm reaching here. Saints are top 12 defense. Uh, They're going to be starting startable for you most We weeks. didn't really touch on it, though, but Jameis Taysom. Right, yeah. Taysom uh, started. Either one where – I mean, I, I hate to say it, but if Taysom's the starter – He's he's a top twelve guy probably. He's more fantasy as well because he rushes because he because he runs and yep. then if Jameis Jameis has shown us that he can be a top twelve guy, so I mean, there's value in both of them. I probably won't I probably won't bother touching Jameis to, and not you know I love Jameis but I just I don't see the 
targets there to necessarily like yeah. get him up there. But Taysom, like you said, he, the man rushes the ball, and the the bar for throwing is not high at all. I saw someone the other day in their in their mock basically load up on everything, and then their final two picks they punted quarterback completely. Final two round picks are Taysom and Jameis. Oh, you cut one of them, whichever one's not starting by week one. Um, there you go. I don't hate that. Yeah. yeah, not a terrible strategy. Well, we are actually going to leave you guys on a cliffhanger with the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. We're going to start the show with that and our next show with that. Awesome. Uh, we got some things to take care of. So, Pat, you want to take us out? That was today's episode, Kings and Queens. Don't forget to find us on Spotify, the Google Play Store, and Apple Podcast. When you find the show, hit a subscribe button and leave us a review. If it's less than five stars, keep it to yourself. You can find us on Instagram at fantasy football kings hit us with a follow send us your dms with any questions we'll read them live on the air like luke said we'll kick off the next episode with a nice long breakdown of the bucks there's a lot of fantasy players implications uh on that team multiple players at receiver at running back the defense the tight ends and the quarterback it's a loaded roster but until next time take it easy kings see ya